J every day. Kick your feet up and enjoy. Man, we on this um. Man, we no. I mean, no. We already on, man. It's Ashawn in the building. They know Ashawn. We in Silver Spring out here, man. Show what you are, man. You from San Diego, man. Tell them about yourself, man. Thank y'all. I greatly, greatly appreciate the opportunity. You know what I'm saying? I'm out here with my homies J and J every day, man. For those of y'all that know me, y'all know I go back with the homies way, way back. You know what I'm saying? Pre anything I'm doing, pre anything they're doing. Um, CEO and founder of Bemused by Expression Recordings. We got a couple literary works out now. You know what I'm saying? I got a short film, same leg, out now. Y'all can check that out. Hey, I'm in there. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I put my boys in there, too. You know what I'm saying? Guaranteed to give you a laugh, make you feel a little bit of emotion. I'm very proud of that. We also got a debut EP from one of my artists, uh, B-Bye Millie Therapy EP, out now. You can catch that on uh, Spinrillo or SoundCloud. The debut single, Roll Up, is also on every streaming plat. I can tap into that too. Um, we're coming real, real strong. We got a debut visual coming out soon too. I'm just not at liberty to tell y'all what record or when. So just stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Follow us on everything. B X E underscore records. Yes, sir. Rewind that if you need to, man. Yes, sir. B X E underscore records, Instagram and Twitter. Tap in with us. Tap in with us. Yeah, for those that that don't know Sean, or I call him A Sean because that's my brother, man. I call him what his mama call him. I don't blame him. Uh, man, like I said, man, he, man, he, man, he talking about the opportunity. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you, man. He had us in the movie, man. Our logo was up on that joint, so I'm pretty sure people was like, uh, "What's it, J and J?" Seen that, tuned in. Um, shout out to him, man. We knew each other since little hooping days, since we ain't even go to the same school. We was we was at the the rec center. But yeah, uh, man, he wasn't a loiterman line. He wasn't there, man. Nah, I didn't know none of y'all. <laughs> we were just we were just we were just dribbling the ball, man. We were just there. It's, it's powerful. It's powerful to see everybody doing big things. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful yeah, thing. man. What, what you been doing? I was gonna ask you this before we got on air, but I ain't even get it. What you been doing, man? In these in these inside times, man. How you been spending Honestly, time? I'm gonna give y'all a, a J and J exclusive sneak peek as to what I've been on right now. Oh, I currently I have two movies on ice right now that I've that I've written, and um, I'm working on writing a series. Okay. So I'm I'm maybe 15 percent into the series. So for those of you that are listening and are well versed in TV series, think Entourage meets How to Make It in America meets meets something black. <laughs> so so meets like the charisma of Flex Washington in one on one. Okay. I know those are totally different things, but like. Just think about think about how in Entourage, you know, you get to watch the growth of Vinny and you get to see people that are getting cameos in the show that are famous, but they're being themselves. Uh, how to Make It in America was a two season quick stint on HBO, but it was literally about two friends hustling, trying to make it in America. So uh, I'm currently writing that. Um you guys will you see that soon. You'll see that soon. That's gonna pop off soon. That sounds great, man. We're interested. Is there uh anybody we know that's gonna be in there? 
casted this yet because oh, okay. I plan to really outsource this to to, to aspiring actors. Okay. You'll see a couple of my dogs in it. They'll always stay true to a couple of my dogs, but for the most part, the big roles they're gonna be for the big actors and actresses. All right, good, All right. You can respect it. All right, y'all, y'all heard it there first. Y'all heard it there first, man. Exclusive. Be on the lookout. Exclusive. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yes, we over here breaking news out here, Exclusive. man. That's how you spend <laughs> quarantine time right there. That's how you be productive. Yeah, man. Those The creatives out there, use this time to um, to really uh, turn into your uh, creative juices. Even and if you don't really have nothing going, now's the time. You, you have know, all this time now. Sit back and really try to get something going. Um, but speaking of all this time, um, what you got? The first uh, topic we want we need to talk about is the fan importance in the game because you know before all this, it, you can say some people were undermined. Some people didn't really appreciate the the thirteenth man or the twelfth man Speak out there. Speak on it. Speak on it. Okay. Now that um, like you said, Sean earlier, LeBron said uh, he's not playing with no fans. Adam Silver and um they everybody had to think about this like oh yeah you're definitely right we just had to stop the postpone the season man speak on it fans is fans are huge in the game today Jason I don't I don't even want to cut you off I want you to spark it off I'm gonna just come in <laughs> okay I bet no fans are huge in, t- in today's game and I don't think. When you sit back and think about it, you know, when they were talking about, and even now they're talking about when they bring it back, if everything's still not 100%, they're saying, you know, we'll bring it back, but the fans, you know, the fans won't be there. We'll just play games without the fans. And it's like, yeah, you're going to watch it. Obviously, it's basketball, and it'll give you a different perspective on the game, but it, it's it'll never be the same. And, you know, that... That product would never, you know, it would never sell, you know, really um, consistently in my mind and without then, the fans. And then on top of that, it's, the, just, um, it's not sustainable. And then you got the revenue, you know, that's not going to be brought in. Gone. Yeah, it's you're going to be spending more money to, to host and play the games, you know, than you are going to be making from the games. So, you know, it's just. And then on top of that, it's cut and dry. The me. fans actually do boost how teams play like you look at the teams oh, like yeah, the 76ers sure, 76ers they have a horrible road record on at home yes, at home i think they have if not the best home record then either the two or three home yeah. record in the nba yeah they have the best home record in the nba but on the road they're tied with like the hawks you know yeah. <laughs> exactly so you know clearly is that and um you know when you think about well i'm pretty sure I'm a realist, and I don't want to, like, you know, turn down all you fans out there, but I'm pretty sure there's no more playoffs this year. But um, say there was a Lakers and Clippers playoff matchup, that home crowd where it was going to be a seven-game all-Lakers crowd, that doesn't matter at this point. It's going to be a practice. It's basically how practice would feel. It's going to be a quiet gym. It wouldn't be looking right. Um, I don't know. I don't. Go ahead, Sean. Honestly, the way I see it, it's like, all right, boom. When you're in the NBA, because the NBA is a little different than the NFL. In the NBA, you can almost reach out and touch the players that are on the field, right? Yeah. I mean, on the court. So when you have a player who is as locked in and as intense as Russell Westbrook tell you that a fan in the crowd was able to change the way that he was playing with that Utah Jazz incident, 
at that point, you have to really take heed to how important the fan is in the NBA, right? Yep. Russ is telling you a fan is heckling him throughout the course of a game. This is Russ. If Russ has not given you a display within his career that he don't give a F about nothing, imagine a fan being able to penetrate his psyche within the course of a game. Yeah. That tells you in itself, fans play a major role in the game. Russ may have bricked his next mid-range after that, and they could have lost, and that fan would have contributed to that performance. Perfect example. Check Drake out. Drake is what I call the super fan. So there's like normal fans, and yeah. then when you have the privilege you know, of wealth, Drake, fame, Kovo. you can become a super fan. People be hating on him. I would be doing the exact same thing. I love or, it. Oh, he loves Drake it. He's a, he's next a fan. To Kubo when he's checking into the game. Next Those to him. Things matter. Next to you know, him. He's in your ear. Next to him. You in know, in, in your ear. Like as locked in as you are, you still hear it. You wasn't know, he? Wasn't still, he the one yeah. that uh, that got into a little beef with Kendrick Perkins? Who? Uh, Drake. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> because yeah. he's there. He gets under your skin. If you're yes. losing, he gets under your skin. If you're winning, he's just he's just annoying. So he still gets under your skin. You know he's. Yes. And that's just one. And more he was thing. he was even bothering the other Warriors last year. And that's yeah. one more thing that's like taking you away like, from the game. You know what I'm saying? To the point where Clay, after the game, he was like, "Yeah, hey, y'all light work. Y'all light work. <laughs> like, why are you talking yeah. to a fan? Like, you know, these fans, they do play a role. Exactly. And, and, and I love Super it. Super fans are crazy because you got to think about it like, you guys listening to Drake in the pregame. You feel me? Like, they're in their locker room listening to Drake's music and then you come <laughs> and that same nigga is heckling you. It's got to be a mind situation where you're like yo this is crazy why is drake so close to me can't they do something about that <laughs> yeah. but you but you can't so it's like he's in your head yeah fans are, fans are crazy important man and then the nfl seattle calls their fans a band on the floor yeah yeah, yeah the 12th man and that just lets you, and it really is. We've seen, we've seen time and time again in Seattle when teams going. We've seen oh, the 12th yeah. man, and like it's not Seattle, just, New England, just, you know, Kansas City. Nah, yep. That noise, Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, you're a Pittsburgh fan. Yeah, you definitely know. We've seen you it. You make uh -huh. that noise, it's over for we've it. We've seen Pittsburgh on the road. The quarterbacks can't even hear, you know, was what the play is going on. They got to go off the fly. We seen Pittsburgh yeah. on the road. It's a road game. New Orleans. Uh, yellow towels. Exactly. You know, yellow like, towels floating through the it's, stadium. It's, it's like, like, are we, are we in Pennsylvania or are we in LA right now? Exactly. You exactly. Don't know. It's it, fans are everything, dog. Fans are everything, and you know, there's a lot of people out there that don't pay money to go to sporting events, and they think like you know, paying money to go to a sporting event is a waste of time. Or why are you so hype at this sporting event? You're not going to make a difference, but. Those people don't know. Well, I'd be yelling. A collection, of, <laughs> a collection of loud voices can reach a certain decibel level that can really mess your thoughts up. Yep. Mm -hmm. If you're a quarterback and you're under center and it's third and eight, and all you hear is, <laughs> and you can't hear the call. You can't even hear the call. You're just going off the. That happens a lot. That happens a lot. Because the people cannot hear the call, and, they, and then you just see the quarterback under the rest just banging on his helmet. He can't do nothing, man. Now you wasting the yeah, time. Yeah, at out. that point is fight or flight. So it, fans are everything, dog. Fans man, are everything, especially in uh college ball. When it comes yeah, to like wow. you know 
Too bad we won't have March Madness, but March Madness, that crowd goes crazy That's during wild, The huh? art of the upset is predicated on fans. Man, Pred- yeah. Predicated. Because everybody's always rude because the final, I mean, yeah, the March Madness tournaments is usually, they're both away. Like, sometimes you're, you're lucky if you have a home crowd, you know what I'm saying? Man, I went to, so I had the pleasure of going to West Virginia University for some of my undergrad experience. And every year that I was there, we always upset somebody at home for men's basketball, right? Wow. So one year we got Frank Mason came through. And if you don't know college ball, Frank Mason played for Kent. Mm-hmm. He was a point guard. He was one of the filthiest college point guards of this past time. I think he spends his time with the Sacramento Kings right now. So Frank Mason comes through. I think Kansas was ranked like one. We might have been ranked like. 2014. Right. You said you was ranked what? West Virginia was probably ranked in the back end of the 20s, and I know Kansas was one or two. And now West Virginia, y'all, y'all crowd, you know, is always known for being one Man. of the tougher crowds. Because they drunk over there. <laughs> screaming, screaming at Frank Mason, watching it alter his game, and then storming the court after we won. Those wow. things are moments that the players are forever indebted to the fans. You feel me? Yeah. Because if that game is played in an empty gymnasium like a scrimmage, Frank Mason probably would have torched them 40. Yeah. Yep. Or a neutral site for that matter. Or, or a neutral site. You know, like those, those things. Or imagine if he's at home and he gets to turn right. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's screaming and, and jumping up when he's dunking. Which we've seen because Kansas home games under Bill Self, I think Bill Self's home record at Kansas is ridiculous. Like fifty and one or something over the past couple seasons, like it's crazy. Well, I'm about to look that up right now. But yeah, keep going. Yeah, Bill Bill Self home record at Kansas is phenomenal. For me, the the, the thing with fans for me is when you get to two hundred and two and eleven at home. Yeah, two hundred and two oh, and eleven. Come on, man. At Allen Fieldhouse, man. That's incredible. You ain't taking no L's up there. Jeez. Three winning streaks. Three home winning streaks are more than 30 wins. And then the all-time 69-game win streak. That's 11 best. (laughs) Goodness gracious. 69 straight home wins. Come on. (laughs) Come on. That's incredible. But for me, you know what? Fans, we've seen multiple times, man. Fans will flip a franchise. Fans will make a coach lose yes. his job. Fans get loud yes. enough. I just, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Redskins fan. So I just recently watched, in my opinion, I watched fans finally drive Dan Snyder to make a, a you know, a good move and fire him Bruce yes. Allen. Yes. You know That's what I'm true. saying? That's true. So That's fans, true. you know, will flip a franchise, get a coach fired uh, more times yeah. than not. You know, uh, I've never seen, you know, fans get a coach hired, to be honest with you. But, I mean. Yeah, they're they powerful. <laughs> yeah, but fans, I mean, come on. Fans will get people fired. Shoot, fans Quickly. fans got Taco Fall a lot of looks. A lot man, of looks. Sure did. A lot they of sure looks. And you know they really bullied Brad Stevens into putting him into multiple games. That's the craziest thing I've ever it's seen. Because our, our fandom is expanding. So, like. When our parents were fans of games and going to games, they weren't able to continue to spread the news when they went home because they didn't have social media, mm-hmm. right? So, like, now in our day, you could be a fan of your team 24-7. 
and across seas and everywhere. You don't, you don't even have to be there. Be in Norway on your cell phone tweeting Brad Stevens every day. Yo, <laughs> Marcus Smart's need more minutes. Like, you could take your fandom to a new level. You don't even need to be there anymore. So, like, fandom is ever expanding every year. And now that we have the growth of social media, you could be a super, super fan yourself. Yep. To walk back to the NCAA, man. Now that uh, I'm pretty sure the March Madness is over. Yeah, that's yeah, we already had a question that uh, does that affect draft stock, yeah, and we sure. we both said for sure it does. One hundred percent, yeah. Because people like Ob Toppin was was um, looking forward to like yes. you know moving up on the on the draft board with this with yes. this tournament coming up. We've seen people Ob Toppin especially. It's a yeah. perfect name to say. Yes, yeah. especially. We've seen people burst on the scene in March too. That you know were under the radar. Oh yeah, and I say oh, Carson yeah. Edwards last year. You know his run exactly. I feel like that definitely boosted, you know, vaulted his stock. I yeah, forgot how many opinion, threes he hit in that game. I forgot, but yeah. It was like seven or eight threes. Like, Crazy. he was so and dialed they were all in. tough. Yeah. You know, to me, because the NBA is such a, is a youth game, right? So they're always looking for, like, young guys to come in that have unhappy, so that you can tap into that potential and it translate into your prime in the NBA. So you're always going to see freshmen get got first, right? <laughs> to me, in my opinion, picks one through five they're usually settled way before march madness yeah but what march madness does it rounds it rounds out the back end of your lottery mm-hmm. 10 11 12 yeah. 13 those dudes if you go crazy in march you could go from late first to the 10th pick like yep. that you like just that. gotta go crazy so last it's, year it's um deandre hunter and jared cover i, I yep. feel like you know in that even matchup, tyler harrow deandre hunter he kind of dominated with the head-to-head matchup in that, uh, I forgot what game. In was that, it the title final? game? Was it the title game? I think so. Yeah, in the title Yeah, yeah, he dominated the matchup. And we saw Hunter go, what, fifth or something? You know, Cole yep. slid a little bit. Literally, I think fourth or fifth to ATL. And it's like, or I think he went, I think that was LA's pick. I think that was the Lakers pick, and somehow he ended up on the Hawks. But what's crazy to me is Hunter is a guy who his ceiling is, he's almost at his ceiling, right? Yeah, but because he showed you so much in that game, you had to take him because yeah. his talent was something that contributed immediately, in your opinion. Had- so March is, March is ever so important, man. And March can be deceiving guys. as well, man. It can be very deceiving. It could be, you know, Yes, very deceiving. Get hot at the right time, they'll take you. Yeah, and then they cool off, and they're sick. That is what it is, man. It's not what we signed up for. NFL draft is going to be interesting, man. Uh, Next month. Are you sure it's going on next month? Yeah, man. The NFL still has no. I don't think it's going to happen. They're going to be there. They say no fans. They said they came out and said they're going to have the draft, but no fans will be able to attend. Yeah, no fans can attend, and it'll just be. You know, essential personnel, like they keep saying all over the place. Just essential which is, personnel. Which is interesting, man. I yeah, because I was already thinking about how is the little war room going to go. Exactly. When it's, it's usually like, like 30, like 40 that. people in there. I'm pretty sure now the decisions are going to be skewed because it's going to be the president and the coach, I believe. It's going to be essential. Yeah. And you know, know, what else is really important to that is like, when the fans are at the NFL draft, it really lets you know where you are as a player, right? Yeah. So say I'm Say I'm uh, Jeff Okuda, right, cornerback for Ohio State. He's projected anywhere within the first one to ten picks, right? Yeah. So say he goes tenth to whoever has the tenth. I don't know on the top of my head. But they don't like that pick. When you get your hat and you hear them, ooh, <laughs> it's like make or break you as a man and as a player. But now you're in silence. So, like, 
I don't even know how you think about your draft status with the team. You know, it's, it's a totally different world now. When you hear those cheers, when you're the quarterback coming to resurrect the franchise, you got to feel good. Mm-hmm. It's a moment you'll never forget. But now it's just going to be you, your mom, and your dad. Like, oh, yeah, son. And they're going to clap for you whether you go first round or fifth. I'm thinking more to um, – I wonder if they're still going to shake the commissioner's hands because I'm pretty sure that's oh, yeah. like a – I'm pretty sure that that's like a big dream to everybody. But, I mean, now, like, it's not – I don't think you should be doing all that, touching in. Yeah, little, little fist bump with the latex gloves. I don't even think they need to do that. I'm pretty sure they just need to put the name on a loudspeaker and boom, moving on. Next round. <laughs> Serious, man. You got to be careful. <laughs> you got to be careful these days. It's a, it's not a game out here, man. I've been telling even my close friends, man, we're gonna hug it out when this is over with. But man, for right now, social distancing. I can't even I can't even touch you, man. Backseat. I'm trying to leave the house. Yeah, I'm dead serious, man. I just left my car in that crib, man. I'm not even driving around. But yeah. We're about to do some mock drafts, man. I got um, Joe Marino from the draft network. Who you got, Jason? Man, I got Matt Miller. Um, I guess okay. I'm going to report. <laughs> and who got you got, A'shaun? Lance Zerline, NFL media draft analyst. We're going we're gonna to chop these things up, see what we agree with, what we disagree with. I'm pretty sure it's a consensus all around that the Bengals will get Joe Burrow. Are we correct? I got Joe man, on mine. My, go ahead, Jay. I got Joe Burrow on mine. What you got? Back, man, my boy Lance said he thinking Miami Dolphins going to trade up and take their franchise quarterback Joe Burrow with the number one and instead give the Bengals pick 5-18 and 18 with a second-round selection. I hope Josh Rosen's in that joint, too, if that does happen. And that is alluding to the rumor that Joe Burrow does not want to be a Cincinnati Bengal, but I just believe it's just a rumor. I don't see any proof to that, I, but there is grumblings about that. I don't know if you guys it, believe into it's it. It's a tough situation because, I mean, well, if you look at it, you're fighting the same two evils. Do you want to go to Miami? Yeah, I don't know why they would want him. I mean, what's better in Miami? And on top of that, I feel like the Bengals really hooked Joe Burrow up by franchise tagging A.J. Green and making him stay there for a year at least to see what's yeah, going on. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They franchise him. I would love to throw the ball to A.J. Green on third down. I think John Ross, is that his name? Yeah, he's there Tyler very Eifert. fast. Um, I think Tyler Eifert is still there, I believe. Um, him, nah, his, I his, think, he's gone. I think Eifert's gone. He's been hurt the past 70 years. Yeah, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right, so he's been gone be for. My thing, all right, you do got John Ross, you do got AJ Green, but AJ Green, you know, he's been iffy. You know, I don't know if you can really rely on him. I've been a guy You can who rely said, on AJ Green, man. Come on. He's man, been they hurt. Got a weapon that you guys ain't mentioning. Um, I know, yeah, I knew I was missing. Okay, Joe Mixon, there you go. Yes, sir. Okay, okay, yeah, I knew I was miss, uh, missing somebody. I was like, I know I'm missing. Yeah, Joe Mixon. You got the top 10 back in the league. I love Joe Mixon. And then you got the Dolphins. The Dolphins, I really don't. I don't agree with the top 10 back, but we can continue on with that. Uh-oh. Top 10 back? I don't think Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon is there, but we can continue on. All right. <laughs> Redskins, everybody, I'm pretty sure everybody has uh, Chase Young. Man, I now. hope they get that boy. I hope they get that boy. He's a bad man. I mean, they better. I mean, they they really don't have any other yeah, option at that I'm point. I'm agreeing with. I'm agreeing with. Man, um, I've been reading. I've been reading and hearing and 
stumbling upon all types of nonsense, and it is the Redskins. Jason, no disrespect, you really just don't know. Yeah, you don't. You know, I think we're locked in with Chase, but like you, you know, I've heard people make cases, you know, make a case for get, uh, going up and getting to her. If everything oh, turns Lord. out, you know. Oh, Lord. Lord. <laughs> um, I, that's only, that's honestly the only, the only one I've heard. I think Chase is a is generation talent, mode. Yeah, that, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Because, again, we've I seen. something crazy, dude. We saw San Fran, you know, with Bosa. I honestly Man, think. That's what I'm saying. I honestly think, um, and some people might call me crazy, the Bengals should somehow trade back and get tra- Chase Young. Man. Nah. Some people have thought about that, too, because. Some people are thinking like, yo, pass rushers are, when you have a generational pass rusher who writers are saying he's just as good as the Bosa brothers. Now, people have been paying attention to the NFL. These Bosa brothers have been the premier pass rushers in the league for their short stint. Like, Nick is a dog and he's a rook. Yeah, and I I really think... I really think uh, Chase Young is so, is really going to be changing the okay. NFL as so, a rookie too. All right, but if they so if the Bengals trade it back, are they picking up a quarterback after? All right, so if you trade back, well, if they trade back for the Redskins, they might get a quarterback in that trade while still exactly, getting the number two pick. Exactly, try to get a guy like Herbert or Tua, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So they're still picking or, up a quarterback. Or like you said, uh, Sean, they could trade for the Dolphins. And I don't know how you guys feel about Josh Rosen, but if Josh Rosen trades that, uh, is also in that trade, they can. That's true. I mean, you know, uh, like it's hard. Nah. It's an ideal situation. If I'm the Dolphins and if I can trade, I mean, all right, so. Yeah, if I'm the Dolphins and if I could trade up to the Lions possibly yep. and get um two of there, I, I would do that over over getting Josh Rosen. Sorry, Josh Rosen. But I yeah. definitely would ride out with Tua over Josh Rosen. No, I'm talking about the Dolphins trading um for the number one pick, trading uh and also including Josh Rosen, giving Josh oh. Rosen to the Bengals for that. So the Bengals get uh the Bengals get a quarterback. Either way, like I'm saying, Josh Rosen. I don't know how you feel about Josh oh, Rosen starting Ch- for the Bengals. Chase Young wouldn't be there at five. He would be out of there because he would definitely be yeah, gone definitely. by two. So yeah, I guess the Redskins would be the yeah, only. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think the Skins get two. But Three. I don't think Cincinnati's giving up uh, Joe Burrow yeah. anyway. And I've always said in my mind the draft starts at number three. I'm just I, saying for me, Chase Young is is dynamic enough, and I think he's going to change change the game. I think one Man, and two yeah, are set in I, stone. I agree with you, Jay. The draft starts at pick three. Pick three is a very interesting one. I'm yeah. sure we all have three different things for our pick three. So all right, let's, let me see what my guy Matt said. My guy says Jeff Okuda, uh, Okuda, I mean, Okuda to the Lions, and the Lions he's do a need dog. a corner. Yep, he's a dog. Yep, he's a dog. same thing here, Jeff. And you got the same thing? Yep. All right, so before I tell you what I have, if the Lions keep this pick and get Jeff Okuda, they are going to have a good pass defense right away. They just let go of Slay, and everybody thought it was a big blow, and it is. Big play Slay, he's a dog. But Desmond Trufant signed to the Lions right away. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and you add Jeff. Corners. Probably for cheaper, too. And you add Jeff? And of course. That's, that's a, you know. Corner. You add Jeff on the other side, fellas. We got something going on with Matt Patricia. And then Jeff has somebody to, to learn from in Matt Patricia and Desmond Trufant, even though Matt Patricia yeah. has bad bad press right now. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, yeah. But my third guy, Mr. Mr. Lance, he doesn't have. He has got the Chargers because they just let go of Grandpa. It's going to trade up from the sixth to the third, and they're going to take their franchise QB into it. Mm, that's, that's very possible because I don't believe that they're starting 
Tyrod Taylor out of nowhere. I love Tyrod, but man, he I ain't the answer. Exactly. And they have an amazing defense. Man. Yeah. Just picked up um Chris Harris. I was yeah. so glad that uh Phillip Rivers was so old last year and just couldn't do yeah, it. Yeah, that's us. that that can't be. Um and it's, Bro, they got Chris Harris and Derwin James on the same side of the ball mm-hmm. with Mosa. That's it's bro, scary. That's, that's ridiculous. Do y'all They're agree? Gonna go crazy. Do y'all agree with this Lions pick? Do you think they should keep the pick? If I'm the Lions, I can. I, I don't need this pick right now. I, I could. I can take that trade. I would trade back with the Dolphins. I would trade the pick. I think Okuda will be there at six. I w- and if I not, would. and if he's not, their defense is 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 not that bad. They can they can suffice without Jeff Okuda. And even if he's not there, they have a they have oh, more man, picks. I don't know. They just. They gotta. Is Jeff Okuda man. really the one that's gonna save their franchise? Man, that's what whoa. y'all Jeff thinking. Okuda's Jeff, a dog. Yeah, Jeff yeah. Jeff Okuda. Is and I'm one saying, of those is that the, is, is, if if, he, if he, I'm saying if he if they don't pick him, is that really gonna be that devastating? That to if no, they couldn't, I, I don't believe he's a pass rusher. So I'm pretty like, sure they have no, more. There's more options out rusher, there. But if whoever they did pick didn't make an, an immediate impact, and they're getting burned during the season, and you know. Through the air, we would yeah, we would definitely be sitting here like man, they definitely should have took Okuda at three. We we definitely would be second guessing him because he's one of those corners you can well, he's you know he's project yeah he's gonna be one of the corners you can leave out there. And, you know, and just yeah, say, hey. That guy, that guy has a really yeah. good set of mechanics, dog. I enjoy <laughs> Yeah, so it's real, it's man. It's, oh, man. Man, it's, I know ooh, he's great, got tough but decisions. the Lions got have, decisions. they have more areas to focus on. And my main thing is, what do... What do they think is happening with their man Matthew Stafford? What is his back right. looking like? What is, right. What's the plan there? Because he wasn't. What's up with that guy? Before he know? got hurt, I mean, he he's still doing what Matthew does. You know, he's always going to put numbers up. And, and you know we know, and we and we know for sure that back pain is is definitely serious, man. That yeah, team, yeah, ain't nothing to play with. When definitely you're put you out. You get, hit, you get hit every quarter. Exactly. So I'm thinking, in my mind, my guy got him taking Okuda. I think they trade it to the Dolphins and the. Dolphins get two at third, and they still pick Okuda at fifth. That's okay. what I think they okay. do. Because I think I don't think the Giants are picking him at fourth. I don't think you got to worry about that. No, nah, because the Giants definitely need that offensive tackle from uh, Alabama. Pretty sure that's yeah, consensus I, I all got around. Picking a lineman too. It's not the Alabama dude, but it's a lineman. So you who know, you I, got? I got Jedrick Wills. Who you got, Sean? I got Makai Beckton, Louisville. Wow. All right. I got a linebacker. Y'all know him, Isaiah Simmons. Yep. Isaiah? Yep. Nah, I don't think so. I, 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 the Giants have had, like, one of the worst lines in a long time. Bruh. They definitely they need get Isaiah Simmons, they are going to have one of the most athletic defenses, in my opinion. Actually, no. I won't even say they'll have one of the most athletic defenses. I'll scale that back. They're going to have two great athletes on the defensive side of the ball in Isaiah Simmons and Jabril Peppers. Why'd you scale it back? Who do you think is the most athletic uh, defense? I, you know. I think it's the Bears. Off the top of my head. Off the top of, yeah, I was going to say off the top of my head, it could be Chicago. It's the Bears. They could have one of the most athletic defenses with Khalil. Then you got Roquan. Unless you want to be a fan and say the Steelers. The Steelers got some too. Oh, yeah. But you know, oh, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know how I could disrespect my mom. You add Minka to that mob and we go crazy. Yeah. But I still have y'all maybe number two or number three on the athletic defense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we do fly around, but 
lot of other teams do too. Um, I don't know. I don't know. If they get Isaiah, man, Isaiah can play. Didn't he run a sub 4-5? Or maybe it was a 4-5 at linebacker. Oh, uh, yeah, I think so. The guy be floating around out there. It was mean, a, like a 4 It was 4-2. 4-3-9. 4 set. Oh, 4-3-9? Four, 4-3-9. Three, nine. Nine. Yeah. And he's a backer safety. And he, yeah. he hybrid dude. He admits it. You know, he admits in his analysis, like, you know, Linebacker is not their biggest need, but he says that he has the ability to be, you know, you know, a game changer, dynamic, you know, every game guy on defense. Definitely. So he's but I think the Giants, their their offensive line is so bad. I disagree bad. with him though. Yeah, I would take a I would take an offensive line. I'll take an OT as well. Yeah, the so. Giants line is so so bad, man. And you have Daniel Jones, who's only a second year, man. You can't have him get injured, man. Who you got at Daniel. number five? Oh, go yeah. ahead. A quality lineman only going to make Saquon better. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right, um, number five. Yeah, number five, we got two. Uh, I got two at the Dolphins. Yeah, I don't got no issues, too. I talked uh, – we already talked about how um, I thought – well, my guy thought that they're going to trade up with the Dolphins, and then the Bengals would instead be the number fifth pick instead of the Dolphins, and they get Justin Herbert. Oh, Okay, that is okay. That is interesting. Wow. Now the reason why he says it here is because he says, and I quote: "It's worth noting that head coach Zach Taylor and his staff should have a feel for Herbert after working with him at the Senior Bowl in January." So that's mm-hmm. a little compelling. Work out with the guy on the solo tip. You might, okay. You might, you yeah, yeah, they might have a okay, little. Okay, so that makes sense then. If they do got an inside, you know, feel with him. And mm-hmm. Herbert, if he came out last year for what it's worth, you know, he was Man, he was projected, he you know, he probably would have been the number one pick, maybe. Um yes, top five I pick for good. sure. Yeah, and he is all right for what it's worth. Justin Herbert is good. This season, I don't think, was Justin Herbert in a nutshell. Um, a lot of the guys around him were injured as well, and he did lose a bunch of guys. I don't want to make excuses, but I, I don't feel like like he wasn't – I watched him at times this year, and I was like, what the – why didn't you leave? And I don't feel like he's that, you know, as bad as he was at times. Um, yeah, and you know what's – not to cut you off, what's crazy is I have my eye on him because we don't have a first-round pick this year because we got Minka Fitzpatrick, right? So I thought Justin was going to come out last year – and I'm thinking, well, damn, if only Mike Tomlin knew how to lose, we could have a run at this guy. <laughs> you know, because mm. I thought he was 6'6", 237, big dude. He's kind of how you want your QB to look. Yeah. He's got a big arm, you know. But he ended, up, he ended up actually performing better his senior year. But for whatever reason, they just weren't as good. So people weren't as intrigued in Oregon. Exactly. And no but, one really, you know, no one really watches Pac-12. Because those yeah, times when too. they come Nobody on. Nobody plays defense in it either, so yeah. your numbers are always scrutinized. So late eyes, Coach. Those were picks one through five. We're going to say five through ten on the next episode. But I want to okay. say before we leave... I want I want y'all to think about Jordan Love, man. I want I don't oh, know. I've like been, I've been swayed. I've been swayed over. I like him. And before and also one more thing before we leave. Uh, how you feel about uh Big Ben saying he's coming back again? Sure, Big Ben, come on back. I mean, <laughs> we haven't solved the issue of who his uh who his follow up will be. How do you feel? How do you feel about? I said I said it on the last podcast. How do you feel about Jameis Winston? 
coming and sitting behind Big Bang because I think that he needs to go somewhere and sit. I think Mike Tom, I saw, I saw what he did with Devlin Hodges and what's his name this year. Jameis got his eyes fixed. I mean, you take, you keep the 30 touchdowns and make the 30 intercept, just subtract maybe 15, maybe even 15 from those. And you Man, might, listen. come on, you might be on to something there. If we I got Jameis to come and learn that's and all, then play, that's all he needs it to do. Be a dream come true. That's all he needs to do, and I think he James knows. Has an ability that a lot of people do not. He is fearless, and he can move more. that ball. He can move the ball. He can mm-hmm. throw the ball, move the chains. Like he's a good cue. He makes a lot of irrational decisions, but so does Big Ben. They got him two rings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And with the right coach, you know, right situation. And, you know, look, I don't I, I don't want to bank on Big Ben's health this year either. You know what I'm Back. saying? And I think, again, Jameis, why not? It's a, I think it would be, a you know, a good gamble if a uh, good situation for him. But we'll see. I just don't believe that Jameis is going to be anybody's backup. I think I think somehow, some way, someone's going to give him a little bit of money. And if it's an open QB battle, he'll be able to win it. No, I think I think this year, man, it's gonna be his sit down. Him, Mariota, there's no it's no spots open for him. Nah, I think Mariota's going in there to fight. I think Mariota's going in there to fight in Oakland. I think he got a shot. Nah, I think I think, I think Derek Carr got. You think that he guy. got it? He got to. I don't know, man. Derek Carr ain't good, but Mariota really bottom of the barrel. <laughs> I know, but man, who, hey, look, we said that about Ryan Tannehill, man. Anything's possible. That's true. Anything That's is true. possible. He shouldn't have got that much money, though, man. It's a hey, man, story. thanks for uh being in on this episode. Yes, sir. We're going to uh, hey, call you again on the next one. It was fun, man. Y'all already know. Tap in with me anytime. I got a J&J residency. <laughs> no <laughs> problem. All right, man. Before I go, yeah. everybody, BXE underscore records on Instagram and Twitter. Tap in, tap in. Say that again. Yeah, you you're in the quarantine, so I know you guys are doing a bunch of nonsense with your time because a lot of people aren't using this time to be productive, and that's okay. Just throw my movie into the rotation of your nonsense. Go to YouTube, type in Same Leg, short film. It's one that you will enjoy. Everybody, again, follow us everywhere at BXE underscore records on Twitter and Instagram. I appreciate y'all having me today, and I think we had fun. I think we talked about some good stuff. Yes, sir. Definitely. Definitely. That's J&J every day. 